And now, live from Dining Room Studios in Hollywood, California, it's Thursday on the Allison Rosen is Your New Best Friend show. Tonight, Allison welcomes her guests. She's a comedian and recent nominee for Secretary of the Snack Terrier. It's Jenna Kim Jones. He's an IT professional and recently appointed ambassador to the Turtles Republic of Turtlevania. It's Alan Moss. And he's a producer and special counselor to the president on professional deucing. It's Greg Heller. Chef Jeff is here to brew his own IPA, but without the IRA. I'm her husband, Daniel, saying hop on board the love bus and say hello to your new best friend, Allison Rosen. Hello, my little gumdrops. It's me, Allison. Welcome to another exciting Thursday show. I would like to say hello to my guests. Hello and welcome back, Greg Heller. Hi, everyone. It's Hi, me, Greg. Woo! Hello, Jenna. <laughs> Hi. So, Alan is uh, on a call in the car right now, but would you like to pretend to be him? Hey, yeah. what's going on, everybody? Oh. <laughs> I think I nailed it. <laughs> you sounded just like him. That's I've been incredible. On hold, yeah. on, hold on. Did that loop? Hey, what's going on, everybody? <laughs> <laughs> that was fantastic. I love it. Hello, Daniel. Hi. You forgot to introduce Elliot. He's at the table. Oh, as am well. I doing Elliot? No. Okay. Well, I don't yeah. know. One more. <laughs> more jokes you don't have to. Write. to. Hello, Jeff. <laughs> Hi, Allison. What do you think we should talk about today? Haha, <laughs> remember when I thought about stuff like that? Now all I'm thinking about is breast milk. <laughs> oh my God, that is so true, actually. Yeah. That's crazy. Okay, so lots of stuff to get into on this show. We need to hear like everything that you've been doing, Greg. I know you have an assistant, but we need to hear even more than that. I know you, I know you have an assistant, and I know you didn't want everyone to be focused on it. You want us just to treat you like a regular person um, who doesn't have an assistant. That's going to be hard. Where I know. is that yeah. kid with my latte? <laughs> she has a name, by the way. Are we saying her name? Nah, we probably shouldn't, okay. but I just want to say she has a name, we, so I don't seem like a jerk. Can she we has a name. reveal that she has an old-fashioned name even though she's like Larval? Yes, we can reveal that. It's not Henrietta. Helen? No, but it's Henrietta adjacent. Wow. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay, so we need to f- hear everything you've been up to. Um, and also, I just want to say thank you guys so much for the really, really, really nice response to last week's episode. Yeah. Um, like I said on the last episode, we came back and started recording sooner than I thought. I thought it would take more time off, but I wanted to tell the whole story. And I felt very sort of weird and disjointed and out of it telling the story um because i'm underslept and just for all the all the reasons that i mentioned on the last show but the response has been overwhelming and so nice and once again i have to say i have the best listeners in the whole universe the best the best so nice and hearing some of your stories is just yeah it made made me me feel better oh sorry i cut you off smart fun and funny (laughs) well some of them made me feel better and some of them just made me feel really grateful and you know it reminds me that you know we sometimes need to count our blessings some people have have gone through some tough times and i just appreciate you sharing with me you pretty incredible people out there yeah um i have a question i have a question just just because i want to know if i'm if it's okay to like humanity as a whole it isn't anybody say anything negative about your baby 
You didn't get any like. I don't. Who cares about you? There was none of that, right? There was, I don't think I got anything negative. There was like a shitty comment about his name. I think maybe somewhere there were yeah a few a few yeah. But for the most part, it's but, been overwhelmingly positive. If you write say. a person who just had a baby and say something bad about the baby, you should you should get deported. <laughs> that's going to, that's going to happen in this country yeah. soon. Yeah, I think the shitty comments. <laughs> have been not about the baby but about allison and you know with like the baby as a they're just using him as using, a way to get to me but yeah. really it hasn't it's been yeah. 99.999 overwhelmingly positive, positive. like a really more positive than anything else yeah i mean we're talking about like maybe two comments yeah and that's over the i don't even know month. that i saw them honestly because nothing's coming to mind yeah okay and i think they were just me under pseudonyms <laughs> And when I say that the comments made me feel better, what I mean is people would say to me, thank you for sharing your story. It made me feel less alone. My situation was this. And then in hearing their situation, I felt less alone. Specifically, when I talked about immediately after he was born, I expected that I was supposed to feel this flood of emotion and I just felt numb. And I think it was because of the circumstances of the birth, because I didn't get to hold him right away, because there was, you know, it was it was fairly traumatic because he got taken to the NICU. Mm -hmm. But I felt like, what's wrong with me that I'm not having this surge of motherly emotion and other women talked about having similar experiences too. And that made yeah. me feel, cause I don't think you don't hear that a lot. What you hear is I instantly felt super bonded. Um, yeah, like everything surrounding pregnancy for women is pressure to live up to a st certain standard. And right. I, you just see how many women have to contend with the, their own reality. Like, oh my God, I'm a bad mother because, you know, uh, the baby's not sleeping through the night or, you know, I didn't give natural birth or, or I'm having I, a ridiculously hard time breastfeeding. Right. Which is or, you know, I relate. And there's yeah. a million variations of the problems with breastfeeding. It's like, you know, these things like fit and pregnant, you know, it's like, oh, my body isn't like totally like every single thing. It seems that you look at in our society about pregnancy is kind of makes a is there to make a woman feel worse about herself. And. So it's like, I think sharing it is a good thing. And that's kind of what we've been hearing yeah. is like, you know, it's, it's not like what you think it is. Alan, hello and welcome. Hello. Hi, <laughs> Al. Greg, you look so professional. <sighs> he has an assistant. Thank you. He has Thank an you, assistant Al. now. That's what it is. He has that new uh, assistant glow. Yeah. yeah. I had a lunch today, so. So lunch. Greg, are you, are you being nice to your assistant? Because it, two questions. Are you being nice to her? And and does she know about the podcast? <laughs> he specifically, jokingly, but specifically said he doesn't want it to be all about his, how he has an assistant. <laughs> well, that's crazy. I, I'll t I'm very, yes, I'm, a, I'm very nice. I'll, the only thing that she doesn't understand, she, she, she does, she's very smart, but she doesn't totally understand why I want to fuck with the concept of having an assistant <laughs> so someone will call me because she's she's earnestly an assistant yeah like but she's, she's genuinely she's unironically not, she's very an smart and has very strong like comic sensibilities but mm -hmm. someone will call me and i'll go call me back on my work line and say it's Colin for greg do you have him and then i'll run down to her and I'll say, someone named Colin is about to call, say, let me see if I can get him. And then put me on hold. And then as soon as you put, put me on hold, jump back on the phone and say, I don't have him. Can we return? <laughs> so I've done that like three times. 
And so the people will call me back on my cell immediately and go, why did you tell me to call your work line? <laughs> she just said she doesn't have you. Can I return it? I was like, that's the part I like is like, because <laughs> to me, that's so funny that someone's saying, I don't have them. Can we return? You know that dumb language, <laughs> yes, right? Yes, do you yes. guys use that dumb language? I do not use that. It's language. like, that's TV language. Yeah. Hey, it's Colin for Greg. Do you have him? I don't have him. Can we return? That's just, that's just the way it is. I think yeah. per capita, you may have more assistance than, uh, than you know, my world has. So I've done yeah. that like seven times. It's, yeah. And that's, that's my fun. favorite thing. That's fun. <laughs> yeah, I have, well, so, but if, does she know about the podcast? Uh, I don't know. We well, have to inform your next question. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, if you're not super nice to her and she does know about the podcast, then you might want to sterilize your headset. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't. I actually have a headset. I haven't had the moxie to put it on my head okay. yet. Um. Anyway, she's very nice and it's cool. You haven't had the moxie. <laughs> Is that the right word? Yeah, I think it is. Okay, yeah, thanks. moxie. I haven't chutzpah. had the chutzpah to do it. Yeah. <laughs> the gumption. Um, so that's what I do. Well, so um, what is your job? I am an in-house executive producer at one of the studios. Very cool. Ooh. Sounds fancy. So, I, thank, you. thank you, Jeff. I appreciate that. So I develop shows for them, and I run shows for them, and that's what I do. And um, fill us in. What else, what else has been going on? It's uh, such a huge question. I know it's crawling. It? Well, um, I, it's been very hard, I think, to adjust to mm-hmm. um, because the first couple of weeks I sat in this like giant office and I was like, what the fuck am I doing here? <laughs> like, what am I doing here? And I immediately did all this really juvenile stuff, like draw all over my windows and stuff <laughs> to like make mm-hmm. myself feel better. Make it and yours. then they started saying like, we're going to bring on an assistant for you. And I was like, I don't need an assistant. I'm renegade showrunner, Greg Heller. <laughs> and then I started looking at my calendar and I was like, I have no idea where I'm supposed to be in 15 minutes. Like, I don't know what's happening. And they, when they did my contract, they said, do you want a, an executive parking space? And I was like, fuck no. Really? And the third oh, day I dummy. was there, I was like, this You're parking so lot is a nightmare. I'm going to be 20 <laughs> minutes late for work every day. Why would you turn that and down? I, and I have a full size truck and I went back and I was like, can I have a parking space? And they were like, no. No, you had your chance. Oh, it's too late. Man. When we, and so so eventually what's happened is I'm like, okay, <laughs> this is what I do. I like have a tremendous opportunity here. They're funding my development. I get to pitch them sitcoms and game shows and and so I've become uh like okay with it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Sure. Yeah, yeah. you grow into it. Yeah. yeah. I feel there's still some stuff that's weird and I don't like the amount of meetings I have. And I don't and but for the most part, like I'm okay with it now. I, I think I've like made peace with it a little bit. I've made peace with this awesome job, <laughs> <laughs> with this gift of an opportunity but that I, they I, came to. I you. know it sounds really like childish, but uh, I fought it for a really long time. They offered it to me a couple of times, and I was like, I would never do anything like that because you didn't want to be tied down, basically, right? Yeah, and I didn't want like the idea that this one studio was my boss. Right. You know, I wanted to be like, I want to cherry pick everyone I want to work with, and I want to go surfing for seven days whenever I want to, and. Um, but you have to make some decisions and -hmm. in order to like get some things done, this is the decision I had to make. And the people are all nice and it's not like this insidious TV factory. Yeah. Um, and there's good food around there. And so it's been fine. It's been fine. I mean, it's good. (laughs) I have to, I mean, there, there are probably people who have it worse out there. I would imagine there are. Yeah. Uh, There's just, there's, but he didn't get the parking space. Yeah. I know, Look, my I'm not saying there are. I'm just theoretically. I'm having trouble getting past the parking spot. I know. Thing. Right? I mean, first of all, why did you turn it down? And second of all, 
So now do you have to show up 20 minutes earlier every day? I mean, you wouldn't even believe what it's like. I have a, I drive a, <clears throat> for those who don't know, I have a 2003 Toyota Tundra. It's covered in rust. Allison has been in it before. I have. It's a giant <laughs> piece of shit like fishing car. It's one inch taller than the lot. So I can drive, oh. you know, the little bar you go in, yes. I smash it every time I go oh, in God. and my car scrapes the top of the lot. <laughs> they have to valet park it because the lot is so full. And every time the guy gets in my car, he's like, do you work here? <laughs> and I walked by with some of the other execs, my car the other day. And I was like, that's my car. And they were like, why? <laughs> um, so that part has been really weird, but I mean, that's my car. I'm just not that into cars. I mean, I'm into cars, but I want them to hold a bunch of stuff. Yeah. So there's that. <laughs> um, and that has, I don't know. It's weird. It's a weird job to have, I think, for how I self-identified or identified myself as. Um, I will say this reluctantly because I feel like it's going to come back to bite me, but they have to put out a press release. Ooh. And at first they were like, sorry, Allison. They were like, we want you to go to this photo shoot. <laughs> and I was like, I won't do it. I, I won't. I won't go to a photo shoot. I have friends who are. Please let me. Just can I have friends who are great photographers? Please. So they let me do that, and then they emailed me this press the press release. Yeah. And I and it was like, my quote was like, I am so thrilled for the opportunity to work with these wonderful. Like it was, and I read it, and I I immediately called my manager, and I was like. I didn't fucking say that. I didn't fucking say anything. I didn't say anything that's in that quote. You have to stop the press release from going out. And she goes, Greg, it's just a suggested quote. Just calm down. <laughs> they know you didn't say it. You're allowed to write back. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> oh, like they put placeholder. Yeah, they put gushing, like a placeholder that placeholder everyone text. gets. And I I've saw it and I was on the phone in like eight oh my God. seconds. I want to see what that placeholder is. And so in the future, if I ever see that, same exact quote, yeah. you know, they just use <laughs> whatever used the place. So I didn't get it. And then I wrote one that was like, I'm really happy to be here. Follow me at Twitter, on Twitter at Dong Attack. And they were like, absolutely not. No <laughs> Give us a real one or we're not publishing it. <laughs> they would not let that happen. Um, yeah. So anyway, it's a good opportunity and I have some shows going already. It's fun. That's awesome. It's that fun. is awesome. It's fun. Is that enough? That's enough. Yeah. Well, okay. we're going to go around the table and pitch shows to you. That's <laughs> That was decide. also what he specifically didn't <laughs> you know want what, to Daniel, happen. That's <laughs> called, Jokingly. That's called a door knock pitch, and I'm supposed to advise legal of it immediately if it happens. Oh, oh you wow. should. Yeah, because people sue all the time oh, because you might goodness. have a similar, a similar idea. idea. Is this is the way know? it works. If, this is probably interesting, actually. If you have an agent or a manager, mm -hmm. it's assumed that you understand the business and your odds of a successful lawsuit are much slimmer. If you're my cousin and you pitch me, then it's assumed that the risk is actually much higher because wow. people in television don't walk into a, an executive's office and go, my show is about tennis. They walk in and they go, it's a formatted show about this and that. But specific. people who just want to do a really vague show will say, my show is about tennis. And then they'll see a show about tennis yeah. three years later and sue. Yeah, like Kurt Sutter was sued by a ton of people. Sons of Anarchy. Because, yeah, because various uh, biker gang shows have been floating around forever. I right. mean, that's one of those mm -hmm. ideas. And he just happened to do it. And then everybody assumed, you've copied my idea. Right. And all their idea was was just a biker gang. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, so that's a door knocker pitch. I got to be advised about that. I'll forward that on the legal. <laughs> <laughs> Does that happen to you a lot? Is your it actually, door constantly I, 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 have, I have been surprised at 
how many people immediately started calling me and saying, I want to come in and pitch you. I want to come in and pitch immediately. Like friends? Yeah. yeah. Friends and comics and people like that. Yeah. And usually I would just say, okay, um, what's your idea? And as soon as they told, told me, usually you go, I'm not interested in that idea. <laughs> <laughs> most ideas aren't that Scott good. Scott Rudin over here. Right, yeah. <laughs> I, I once heard a story. You, there are a million Scott Rudin stories out there. Uh, but a, a, Who is he for the people who he's don't a know? Pro, he's just a famous producer. Look him up on IMD. He's produced a million Thank plays you, on Broadway and movies and stuff. <laughs> anyway, he, uh, he's famously cruel to his assistants. And his assistant had read a script that they really liked and they wanted to pitch it to him and he's like all right you and he would say no 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 and finally all right you got five minutes like you can pitch it and so the guy rehearsed it all night and he went into his office and he's like okay it's about a man and a woman get married and he's like pass oh, <laughs> he's my like gosh. no a man and a woman get married he's like pass 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 like, get the fuck out of here so that's what i imagine that you're like oh my goodness they shouldn't Is- have got married it's a bad pitch <laughs> Is he, there was someone you told me a story about where the coffee was like sludge. Oh, that was um, Steve Ruther. Okay. And no, he, was, he wasn't mean. He just. Just um, liked his coffee really I, thick. Let's just say he participated in things in the 70s and 80s that made him have a taste for a lot of caffeine. <laughs> you do the math. Um, mm-hmm. so he, Caffeine So his assistants would have to make the coffee <laughs> In the break room And it was literally like they would fill The carafe you know with Grounds So it was full and then so the, It was just it was like Turkish coffee It was like sludge So when Daniel and I first started dating I drank so much coffee that he told me this story Like six times <laughs> I did. <laughs> I think you were afraid I was going to have a heart attack. It's not a great story. So. I know. I know. Upon recounting, I, I'm I don't know why I would have. But like, to be fair, you, I don't I, know what your intake is like now, but you I drink actually, the, the extreme amount of coffee that most people ever drink. Yes. I think when we shot our little pilot, you said I drank like nine cups. Yeah, I would say you were having seven to nine cups a day. I really have cut back. I don't even think I had coffee today or yesterday. Wow. Even though I can have it again, I've sort of lost my taste for it. I suspect it'll come back, but um, yeah, I've uh, but you know, in the past, I had enough coffee for many lifetimes, evidently. Mm. <laughs> so, you guys, let's say you're going to buy something on Amazon, perhaps coffee. Click through the banner on my website, AllisonRosen.com. It doesn't cost you anything extra, but it helps out the show. Thank you so so much for your Amazon support. Um, also, I'm on Patreon. Patreon is like Kickstarter. Um, but you can support artists or podcasters on an ongoing monthly basis. There's different reward levels. It's really fun. You can get bonus episodes every month. Jenna has been a guest on many of the bonus episodes. Greg Heller. This Greg Heller right here. Before he had an assistant, maybe. Did you have an assistant when we did the second one? Um, I did, but I don't like to talk about that time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but Greg Heller, keeping it real, not being... He's being ca- he was being caged with whether he had an assistant or not. Um, I'm sorry, I'm being super irritating. No, about it's fine. Thing. If you say there's something you don't want to talk about, it's all we're going to talk about. <laughs> well, he was, it is hard to get. He past. was joking about not wanting to talk about it, though. <laughs> right? Ish. <laughs> he was. He was not joking. <laughs> Anyway, uh, Greg Heller was a guest on a couple bonus episodes, so that's fun. And then the, there's a level where you can um, have access to an interactive live video stream and a level where you get uh, merchandise in the mail, all sorts of fun stuff. Check that out, patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. And if you like what you're hearing, subscribe, iTunes.com slash Allison Rosen. Um, so Daniel and I had a dramatic moment today. <gasps> 
Um, I went to a breastfeeding support group. Oh, yeah. Where, so my problem is I am barely making any milk at all. Um, and I've tried like the teas and the lactation herbs and the this, and I've seen a lactation consultant and all this stuff. And there's a whole bunch of strikes against me. Um, Elliot and I were separated at the beginning. I didn't, if you don't breastfeed in the first hour, they say that affects your production. If you don't pump a lot in the first three days, there's all these things, but then also I just have, and I'm sort of, um, there's like, I have some shame around it, but I'm talking about it in hopes to sort of lift that. I have insufficient glandular tissue, which just means that I don't have enough actual milk making tissue in my breasts. So I can make a tiny amount, but I'm making like a fraction of what he would need to be exclusively breastfed. They started feeding him formula in the NICU before my milk had even come in. So, um, and I had the option of not letting them feed him formula, but he would have had to stay in there for a long time because they needed him to get all his nutrients by mouth and he was on an IV and I was like I don't want to I don't want him yeah. to have to stay here forever. So we made that decision. So there's all these things that sort of make the situation worse, but I also just think my body just can't is like I don't I just lack the 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 breast material you're to not, actually you're, you're just I'm not, not a, a real woman I'm just not mother. a real woman and I'm not a good <laughs> mother is what, is what it is and uh, I just don't have what it takes to take care of my son mm-hmm. so I went to the breastfeeding support group because a friend of mine was going and she went last week and she said it was really helpful and because the lactation consultant that I saw who was really nice and kind of like a therapist was leading it so I thought I'll go check it out but at the same time like what I really need is a I'm giving my baby formula support group. And it was nice to be around other mothers and it was nice to sort of get out of the house and be social a bit and to hear that almost everyone, regardless of their problem, feels like breastfeeding is a challenge, at least everyone in that group. But I will say some of the problems were like, I have so much milk. I feel like my baby is drowning or like my boobs are so big. I feel like I'm suffocating my baby. (laughs) I was like, oh my gosh, I have the opposite problem. So that support group is... Is not clinical in any way. It's just emotional. No, yeah, it's well. Um, I think they're they're run by nurses, right? Quite, no, it, it was run by a lactation consultant. So you can like, ask. It's like AA, basically. Right? She wasn't a but former for, nurse, but for breast milk. Oh, she was a former nurse. Well, actually, people ask a lot of questions just about like my baby's doing this. Is that normal, or does anyone right. have any? Like, someone had a question on just how do you give your baby a bath if you're alone. So there's like lots. It's just like sort of support for having young babies, but okay. but focus mostly on breastfeeding. Um, but anyway, at the end of the meeting, so Daniel dropped me off and then picked me up because I'm not yet at the point where I feel comfortable driving with Elliot. Jenna, when did you feel comfortable driving with Samantha? I don't think I did for like the first six weeks. Okay, that makes me feel yeah. better. I don't I sort of feel like why I should just be able to scoop them up and put them in the car and go, but it's just like too much. It's so much in the beginning. I would not, that's not even a big deal. Did you buy a mirror for your backseat? Oh, yet? yes. We have okay, it's good. so yeah. haven't installed it yet. Yeah, but that helps a lot. Yeah. Then you can always I'm look back and see. With the mirror. Yeah. Well, I the travel first, with the mirror. First time I took Sam in the car alone, it was like, I would just talk to him, be like, okay, we're really doing this. We're alone. <laughs> and that was for like five minutes, and then yeah. I drove back home. I've I've never had that panicky thing of like oh my god he's my responsibility, you know that people talk about. I think yeah. you uh, haven't no because I certainly have yeah. I think I mean I think it's because I did a lot of babysitting of my little brother when I was younger, so I just I don't I have that fear. But right anyway, 
Um, so uh, anyway, at the end of the class, Daniel showed up and then we were still sitting, not in the class, the group, still sitting in the room and everyone had kind of cleared out. And then people started coming back in, which I assumed was for the next class. But then it turned out the reason people were filing back in was because there were cops in the parking lot with rifles and they said Drawn. to lock the door. Yeah. And um, there was like some some situation happening the in helicopter. the parking lot. This and is, yeah. everyone was like trying to get sort of to the back of the building because there's all these babies. It was pretty scary. And so then eventually... Yeah, yeah. There's a helicopter and cops. They with were searching drawn. for somebody, and they the cops had come by and said, "Lock, lock the door." And so everyone was freaked that out. That does sound. That does sound scary. It was yeah, scary. It's. It was. I validate that that is scary. <laughs> this was, it was in scarier. <laughs> it was scarier because there were so many babies. It would have been scary without the babies, but it was even more so. I gotta like, say, so so the uh, breastfeeding group that you were in, it's all mothers and their babies, no dudes. Uh, so there was like two other guys there. I guess the other guys were there to pick up their wives or whatever. <laughs> and um, so everyone's in the back of the store. And I, at a certain point, I'm like, I'm going to go just see what's going on. And I went up there and another guy came up. I've never felt more manly. <laughs> like I felt like I'm protecting the brood. Women. Yeah, the herd of women and babies. <laughs> like, yeah, ladies, don't worry about it. I got it. <laughs> Yeah. Stay back, ladies. Dequan is going to go peep I'm like, the front. What is he is doing? Yeah. <laughs> Why are you going out there? Yeah. And, and so then, was it you who someone was <laughs> at some point, like a bunch of time had passed, and someone was talking to one of the cops, and I saw the rifle. I don't know yeah, what I expected, but he had it was a shotgun. what I saw looked like a fishing pole. No, it was a shotgun. It was huge. It was like this big. Yeah. No one can no, see my hands. That big, but yeah. I swear to God, he was holding something black, a black rod that was like this big, and it was a gun. Oh, God, what a great drop. <laughs> Jeff, please. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That is a game-changing drop right there. That is a muffin-level drop. <laughs> muffin-level? <laughs> yeah. Biscuit? I guess there it's it a is. biscuit. Oh, there drop. it is. <laughs> I knew what you meant, but Thank didn't want to remind you. Wait, was it? Was there not? No, it wasn't. I swear. No. I don't know of a gun that that's quite that's quite that large. <laughs> he was. Uh, I think I why you thought it was like it was a musket. <laughs> yeah, it was a bayonet. Was there a civil war reenactment happening <laughs> outside of the breastfeeding was class? He not hold. It looked like a like a gigantic roll of black wrapping paper, and I assumed it was a gun. <laughs> no, honey. <laughs> okay. He was really holding just a shotgun. It was just a normal shotgun. Was it not his baton? No, it was a shotgun. Baton. <laughs> a baton. Police Do baton. Police have batons. They yes. twirl their baton as they walk around. <laughs> Isn't that a nightstick? Yeah. I think they're called batons. It, Jeff. Jeff. I, I would call it a billy club. But billy. Oh, that's, you that's could call it a baton. It's a baton. Right? Yeah. Thank it's, you. It might be called a my, baton. My brother is a police officer. Thank so. you. All right. I defer In to your him. face, okay. everyone. Was. All right. No longer, but it was. But Does batons, he ever have a gun this big? Batons are not three feet long. What's a nightstick then? It's like a it's, jousting pole. It's the, same thing. it's the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So most of them are ex- expandable now. Yeah, they the do that thing where the they, they, they. Oh yeah, yeah, and yeah. Now yeah, it goes yeah. out like yeah. a blackjack or whatever, yeah. right? Yeah, oh, they do that if, move where they, they take it out and then they sh- they go whack and it expands <laughs> and then they whack the dude on the back of the head with it. Yeah. What if when you go to whack it like? What if it like rolls back in on itself? It must have a lot. No, they're pretty. Yeah, it's designed pretty sophisticated. Yeah. Yeah. 
you know what else has that sort of mechanism but doesn't work well? Those little travel cups. I don't know that anyone is going to oh, remember yeah, these. Yeah, yeah. Has anyone I mean? ever telescope and then used one of those for they real? Fall, they fall back into themselves right away. I mean, I'm going on. Can we go back like to how I, I saved uh, 12 women and babies I from just can't believe- imminent death? <laughs> I just, it was more than that, actually. Yeah. It was at least like 15 women. Daniel's hours and hours of first person shooter video games finally so paid good. off. <laughs> I was just like, I was, I was definitely at cover. I was taking cover, uh, peeking out from the cover. <laughs> There's no one there. I ripped my shirt off at one point. The thing about Hollywood is they were like, we're looking for a sketchy guy. And it's like every single fucking guy That's is sketchy. In Hollywood. Yeah. You're going to have a long day, buddy. Yeah. Like this parking lot, you'll drive around and you're like, every single person here looks like they're dangerous. Like it's so someone's so, like cooking meth behind the Pollo Loco. That really was happening. Yeah, for real. So the two cops, well, though, meth, someone I don't think meth. it. I don't think it was you at this point talking to them, but someone was talking to them and saying, is it safe out here? Because everyone was wondering how long are we going to be stuck yeah. in this place? When can we start walking to our car? Um, although I have a baby with me, so I'll just stay here f- till tomorrow because I'm scared. <laughs> that was my thought. Um, and one of the cops, who I swear to God was holding this giant thing. Honey, he was I- three foot five. The gun was only two feet <laughs> I'm just, so just- baffled by this. Maybe it was a selfie stick that looked like a gun. I don't know. I, but anyway. I may- you're just not used to seeing shotguns. How big is a shotgun? Well, a shotgun is Nine probably, feet long, uh, probably like this. Yeah. You know, maybe three feet. Yeah. Oh, wait, really? Yeah. Oh, it was a shotgun then. Yes, it was a shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? How far apart are my arms when I'm doing this? Well, that's way that's bigger. Long like that's, a that's as tall as you are. Yeah, yeah that's, that's like, that's like yeah. a bazooka or a <laughs> rocket propelled. Yeah. When I yeah. think of shotgun, I think of is a revolver a little like a handgun? I don't yeah, know. Revolver's gu- a handgun. No, you're if thinking of a I'm, shotgun like like BB shot. Like Elliot doesn't like this gun talk. Yeah. If it's unclear, I don't know guns. Anyway, sh- seeing shotguns though, if they are three feet long. They're huge. Yeah, shotguns. And that was, mm-hmm. yeah. So, okay. So he was carrying a shotgun, yes. as you said initially, but I thought a shotgun was a handgun. Okay. I'm glad we have the ballistics <laughs> out of the way. I know. Let's move on to the next part of the story. <laughs> so, anyway, he's like, you're safe because we're here. And I thought, that's not, I'm going to need more convincing. And then they're like, just don't go in the direction of Sunset and Bronson. Yeah. But seeing as I have no sense of direction, I was just glad Daniel was driving because I would have headed right there probably. <laughs> I think we did go in the direction of Sunset. Did we? Bronson. I told you we should not go in that direction. Anyway, we're here now. We're you made fine. it. Yeah. I don't know whatever happened to the guy they were looking for. It was dramatic. But anyway, back to this breastfeeding thing. I think, Jenna, you and I had talked about it ahead of time. And before I had Elliot, I remember saying that I'm not going to put a ton of pressure on myself. And like, if it works out great and it, cause I had a suspicion that maybe it wasn't going to work well for me just cause I know that like I had a hunch that my breast just might not be able to do it. And by the way, the insufficient glandular tissue thing, which is also, there's another term for it is like hypoplasia, which means underdeveloped. You can have, it doesn't mean you have tiny breasts because people can have tiny breasts that can, and they can, nurse and they can be fine yeah. it, the appearance you, of the breast doesn't actually you correlate. have lazy boob syndrome 
<laughs> right. So a woman could have giant boobs and it's, have tiny yeah. glandular breast syndrome. Or yes. Whatever, I mean, right? it's sort of unlikely. There are some things that give a tip off. Like, for example, I have one of mine is bigger than the other, but like a little more so than the average. And there's they're mm. sort of widely spaced apart. Okay. They're not perfect breasts. Like Tori spelling, her boobs are like six feet apart. So she, so probably, she probably has, has no it. milk. Yeah. How do you know that? Because every time you see her, it looks like her tits are migrating to her back or whatever. <laughs> like it looks like they're like. Yeah, like they're like, hey, meet you back there. Yeah, but I think that's probably they're the trying, circumstances. They're are trying to escape. Yeah. They're just like, ah, <laughs> this life is so boring. But sometimes you see like just a Hollywood go. woman with like weird, that weird chasm between their that's boobs. That's usually you know? a that sign of like fake breasts. Yes, that's what I was yeah, yeah, yeah. You see when you see And I think Tori Spelling has I fake think, breasts. I think she fits that profile. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tori, Tori's all natural, dude. Don't even start. Sorry, Dean. Are they still married? I don't know. Yeah, I think so. They have like a bed and breakfast in the country or something. I don't know. Do they have a reality show? Is that how you know that? I think so. Okay. Yeah. They don't yeah. have that anymore. That was like 10 no, years ago. No, I think they have a new one. It's oh, on really? some like obscure channel, I think. She's one of those people probably just will, there will always be a reality <laughs> yes. somewhere on some <laughs> channel. They'll be on the golf channel on yeah. Sunday mornings at three. So anyway, I was talking to you, Jenna, before I had Elliot and I was like, you know, if it works out cool and if it doesn't, that's okay too. Um, and there's even some benefits to not breastfeeding. Like I don't have to worry about whatever I ingest going to totally. him. And like, I just, and I remember actually saying, <laughs> I'm, I just want my body to be my own. Again. Wait, so you were you, part of what you were trying to tell yourself or part of the rationale for why it would be okay. Artificial is sweetener. You can drink as much artificial sweetener <laughs> as possible. Coffee. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just, okay. Uh, I totally get that. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Diet Coke, please, please. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But now that I'm on the other side of it and it's actually happening and my body's actually not doing what I want it to do, I'm much less laissez faire about it. Like it's, it's, it's imp- affecting me a lot more. And, mm-hmm. and then I think like, well, but look at what we were able to make my body do against what it wanted to do. You know, I have this perfect baby and that's the important thing. And yes, it would be nice if I could do this other thing, but um, I seemingly can't. But still, it's just hard. It's brutal. Breastfeeding yeah. is brutal. And I know there are women out there who it is l- lovely and easy and fun. And I am very happy for you. But I think... More often than not, I run into women who go like, it's brutal. It is so hard and complicated and stressful. And I applaud you for even trying because you had the... I mean, I thought I had a rough labor and delivery. You had a rough labor and delivery. Like, I mean, I just can't even imagine. So... I did the same thing. I beat myself up and, and I struggled. And by... I had a good milk supply to like a month for about a month mm-hmm. and then it just started to fade. Do and you know why it started to go away? No. And I talked to my mom and my sisters and they said, yeah, we struggled. Like all of my, they all struggled with it. Um, and I beat myself up like crazy. Al can attest to it. And he'd be like, it's okay. You're doing your best. Do you, but it's yes. impossible not to. Because I, th- I think that there's that constant refrain in your head of like, but maybe if I do this, maybe if I do this. Oh my gosh, I we this. did. I did lactation herbs yeah. cookies i talked to consultants i talked to i made oatmeal every morning oh i took I i've been eating oat, yeah tons of oatmeal. oh that's why we had the oatmeal okay. yes yeah or like maybe like for me i for about a week i pumped every three hours oh my like gosh. setting an alarm and yeah. it was driving me insane to the point though where like for the first week and a half or so i didn't even see elliot i was <laughs> i was take i mean it was fine but i was 
taking care of and spending time with Elliot while you were just spending all your time pumping. Totally. Yeah. Which takes you had, away from the baby. Exactly. And, and it, that's not good for you or him. Right. So I've definitely pulled back on that. Um, but still, I keep thinking like, well, maybe if, you know, I'm just not trying hard enough or I'm not this or I'm not that or there's some mental component. But I, I don't think At some think point, too, you just, I mean, I had to do this. At some point, it was like, this is just the way it is. Like, yeah. And it's hard. And it took me a while to come to grips with it. But I have to say, I breastfed as long as I could. And then when I was done, it was a huge relief. Like when I committed to myself, like I did my best, I'm finished. Yeah. Like the next day when I wasn't breastfeeding or worried about it, it was like, okay. Right. Like what's that point where you feel like, okay, I gave it my best shot and I can exactly. be okay with stopping. Yeah. Well, what I want to ask, so we have a pediatrician's appointment tomorrow. And what I want to ask is how like i'm still pumping and i'm still trying to breastfeed and i'm still giving him the little amount that i can make in hopes that the antibodies and all the benefits will pass through what i want to find out is even if it's just a tiny amount of breast milk is that better than nothing or Mm. am i just driving myself crazy and it's not really doing anything for him that's a great thing to ask i would definitely ask that i don't even know what i want the answer to be. i don't either but it's to me that would give i mean that's something i would have asked 100 percent. like they're gonna say yes they will probably tell you it's beneficial. Yeah. But then again... See, I don't know what I want. <laughs> I know. But yeah. then again, if they do say that, it's still okay right. if you decide. Uh, yeah. Whatever always, you decide. We always looked at it and I just said, like, listen, if you have quadruplets, what do you do? You can't breastfeed four kids at the same time. You just can't produce that much. Right. So people grow up on formula. It's okay. I grew I up did. on formula. I yeah. did. Daniel did. I grew up on formula. I grew up on formula. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm... I'm fucked up in some ways <laughs> but there's other things i'm fine about but I mean, some stuff like brain wise isn't that good right right <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, can, I, I can write okay or whatever <laughs> a bunch of other stuff is not you don't want it <laughs> but if you want him to be creative it's a good yeah, it's a good it's thing bad. to have the challenge if you want him to end up in his like 40s with no savings account or whatever <laughs> should probably go straight to formula <laughs> That is, but here's the thing: you guys joke about that, but that's how we feel. Like, yeah, like there are these things that people say, and like when I gave Sam, I gave Sam a little bit of formula very early because my milk took forever to come in, and the doctors made me like sign a piece of paper that made me feel like, well, well, basically, you're saying your kid's not going to go to college now because <laughs> you gave her formula when she was three um, days old. Like it made no, me feel that bad. But when you read about like the different formulas. They'll be like, this one's better because it has this thing that stimulates brain growth. You know, and you're like, well, I don't want the one that doesn't stimulate brain growth. Right. Jesus Christ. You the know, one that stunts it. Yeah. Right. Why did they even make that one? Yeah. What yeah. the fuck? Yeah. I don't want the one that has like finger growth. He's going to have super long fingers, but like no tiny brain. <laughs> like, Dave, give me that one. <laughs> you know, it's so scary. Yeah. Oh, we're hearing him. He's he wants to have brain growth. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Elliot, it's okay. I know. What do you? What? I'm trying to figure out what we should do. Should we take a quick break? Do you want me to take him? Okay, Jenna wants to take him. He might just want to be burped. I mean, try try burping him a little. Or could he need his diaper changed? Uh, <laughs> I don't know if he needs his diaper changed. He seems happy right now. Oh, my God, Jenna. 
I wish I could find someone as good as you on care.com. I probably could actually because uh, care.com is the world's largest digital marketplace for finding and managing family care. I was on care.com today looking for someone to watch him later when I get back to recording the Monday episodes of the show, which by the way, if you're listening, that doesn't mean there aren't Monday episodes right now. It just means they're ones that we recorded uh, before I had Elliot. But yeah, it's, um, it's awesome. You can find out so much information about the, the different people. If you, with a premium membership, which is what I have, you type in your zip code, all these people come up. It's almost like online dating, though, where you can almost find out too much about your potential caregiver. Because there was this one woman who seemed so good, and then I watched her video, and she was great. But then I thought, I don't know if I like her voice. <laughs> so um, that's how much info you can get from these people. Um, care.com is a great tool for when you need care at a minute's notice and it's super convenient and it's great to find a caregiver makes your makes life simpler for families everywhere you can find housekeepers dog walkers tutors errand runners and senior care families can join for free as a basic member to easily search for great local caregivers once you upgrade to premium membership you can reach out to caregivers schedule interviews and even book and pay for care online or through the app Um, And you have the ability to purchase background checks to help you vet the caregivers you're considering hiring. A special offer for Allison Rosen is your new best friend listeners. To save 30% off of a Care.com premium membership and receive a $15 credit that you can use toward paying your caregiver when you use Care.com's convenient payment platform, visit Care.com slash best friend. Again, that's Care.com slash best friend when you subscribe. All right. I feel like we need more Greg. Uh, have you don't. have you recovered from eating cod sperm tempura? I have, but I think all the sushi here tastes like shit now. Oh, so yeah, I haven't recovered in terms of being a snob. Yeah, was it the best sushi you've ever had? Yes. Yeah. For we sure. don't know what we're talking about. We're talking about your trip to remind everyone where you went. Japan, Japan, and Malaysia. <laughs> <laughs> The best sushi you ever have is like when you catch a piece of fish and you eat it immediately. But in terms of like going to a restaurant, yeah, it was the best fish I've ever had in my life, for sure. And sperm that had that. Yeah, it was it, uh, pretty good sperm. Was it the best you've ever had? It was the best sperm I've ever had, yeah. <laughs> my favorite that sperm. It had the texture of tapioca. Mm. Yeah. It's like smoking hot tapioca. The So the fish has giant sperms, like tapioca-sized That sperms. was my big revelation as I literally... Asked the dude three times that did all that jizz come from one fish? I didn't use those words. What words did you country. use? <laughs> I said, like, however you would say to a Japanese dude, does speak English, like, this is one fish, this is one fish, this is one fish, like, this is one fish. And then in your head, you're like, oh my God, that fish has so much jizz. <laughs> but yeah, I've recovered. I was never really in peril from that, but I have recovered. Did you do the lobster one where the lobster was still alive? Shrimp. A shrimp. Shrimp, oh, yeah. Okay. You can't really eat lobster raw. Oh, There's okay. something about like the, t- the the nature of the meat. You can't, lobster and especially crab, you can't eat them raw. I saw one on like Travel Channel and maybe it was like too exclusive. Right. But it seemed incredibly dangerous. Uh, lobsters. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you did the shrimp one. I did the shrimp one live, yeah. Ooh. There are, there are yeah. places here in LA you can get the shrimp like wow. that. But it wasn't, this is to be clear, you can go to a sushi place in, in Los Angeles and get the shrimp where the body of the shrimp is still moving. The way they do it in Japan is they sushi it and it stays alive. Mm-hmm. So your piece of sushi is alive, not the head. You know what I'm saying? So it's not just not cooked. 
It's not even dead yet. It's not dead. Well, they keep mean? it a lot. Like, you could go to a sushi restaurant in Los Angeles and say, let me have the sweet shrimp, and they'll give you a piece of shrimp, and the head will be moving around. But the at, body's dead. At, at, but, the, but the meat is dead. They dissect it in a way, or dissect is not the right word, but they- it Might they, actually be the perfect They word. cut it in a way so that- or the body's moving. The flesh- in your sushi piece is a lot. So I have a friend who he would go to a sushi place where they here in LA where they would do that. But yeah, right. he said they would pull it out of the tank right there and then they would chop its head off, deshell it so fast right. that they put it in front of you and it's twitching. Yeah, but that's exactly what they were doing. It's like, so maybe they, maybe you can't do that in LA. But I don't think exactly it's common. Right. And and what was that like? Del- super good. <laughs> it tasted better than if it hadn't been twitching. I, I don't know if it tasted better, but I know that it was delicious, and the chef told me to put it in my mouth immediately so it would move in my mouth. Oh! No, 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 no. But no. I have no <laughs> fish stuff. I have no problems with. I know we've talked a lot about lobsters in here, and I've the last four months, the lo- I have like six hours of lobster dreams every night. <laughs> lobsters, like to, to the point where, like, I wake up every morning and I. Turn over to Ayala and I'm like, I'm so sick of this. This is my. And she's like, It's like your Groundhog Day. And she's always like, Why don't you just accept that this is what your dreams are like? This is what. Why don't you just accept it? And I'm like, You don't know what it's like to have the same dream every night. And in the middle of your dream, to go like, Oh, really? Really? What are you? You have nothing to do with the rest of this dream. As Mitch Hedberg used to say, like, I'm building a go kart with my ex landlord. And all of a sudden, you're like, Oh, there's a lobster. You have nothing. Like, there's no context for you. I know why. Why? Uh, this show is so psychological. <laughs> um, because uh, lobsters symbolize the... They symbolize two things for me because I used to fish for them so often that they were part of my like attachment to nature. And they also symbolize opulence. Mm-hmm. So they actually symbolize the the schism or whatever, the struggle between art and commerce. That's a good show. Um, do you remember when you start? Do you remember when you started having these dreams? Yeah, I was about nineteen years old. So, did you have any incidents with any lobsters that might have been particularly traumatic for the lobster? In other words, have, has a curse been placed on you by a, <laughs> by, by a, a witchy lobster? By a w- witchy lobster. <laughs> no, it's so weird because I've pulled a hundred lobsters out of the ocean, and all of my friends are like, "You have to." It's called processing. We can't do it. And I'm like, all right, I'll tear it in half and I'll jam its body onto a grill. Like, I don't cool. care. Um, but they've been a big part of my life and it's, I'm I sick. You're onto something, Daniel. Yeah, you tortured a lobster and it was like, you will dream about lobsters <laughs> for the <laughs> rest of else. your life. So, did you research the sushi places? Did you just go at random? Because I, I like want to go to the Jiro Dreams of, Dreams of Sushi. Yeah, place. we tried to go there and we tried to go to his son's place. Yeah. Um, yeah, you have to be, you have to make your reservations about three months in advance, and the hotel has to make the reservation for you. You can't make them yourself. Wow. Wow. Um, that's the way we did it. Actually, the best sushi we had in Tokyo was at the fish market, the really famous fish mm-hmm. market. And there's two really famous sushi places there, and you have to get there at about four in the morning wow. and just wait in line. Ooh. And then you eat sushi at six in the morning for breakfast. Wow. And those were my favorite meals. Wow. It's it's so incredible. Like you ha- you have to do it. Yeah. In your life. You it's a thing you have to do. Mm. 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 I don't think I could do the cod sperm or the live live me twitching fish though. Everything else I sign me even, up. I've I've never even had sea urchin. Daniel said it tastes like a wharf. 
it, yeah, it, 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 it tastes it's like, like the ocean. licking a wharf. Yeah, <laughs> it's got a, it's got that oceany. Yeah, but amazingly, I, I was able it. to hear the description, and still, I didn't have it. <laughs> yeah, do you like sea urchin? I love it. Yeah, yeah. I think I people it. who like it love it. I love it. I'm not into it. Have you ever had abalone? No, I think abalone is actually, if it's made right, is the most delicious thing in the ocean. But it's just impossible to get. I had monkfish once. Monkfish, poor man's lobster. Yeah, that's yeah. so I've heard. Yeah. It tastes like a shoe, but like a really funky, disgusting shoe. <laughs> I hated been, it. Might have been made wrong. It sounds Because it's like, yeah, really delicious. It, it tasted nothing like lobster, actually. It, it does it, taste like lobster when it's made like right. It tastes like an armpit. Yes. Oh, <laughs> you might have been ripped off. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I think it tastes like a butthole. It was really bad. It might have actually been a shoe. Or <laughs> <laughs> a butthole. Right. It was the poor man's monkfish. I wonder if you're the only person for whom lobsters symbolize the intersection of art and commerce. No, I'm not actually. How do you know this? Is there a support group for those people? <laughs> you might find this hard to believe, Allison, but I, I've done some Googling. <laughs> um, no, it's not uncommon. I think I have it more than most people. Yes. <laughs> but wait, it's not uncommon? Because I it's would think actually it like is if uncommon. you Google like Dream symbolism, it's one of the things that you will find in dream symbolism. You don't want to Google how to wash a baby's dog. <laughs> but it's interesting because didn't lobster used to not be an opulent thing? Yeah, but it's in the context of me. Are there any more just me or everyone's? <laughs> well, actually, we have, we have all the just me or everyone's. Okay. Let's do just me or everyone. Okay. Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done. Also, speaking of Trap Dog, who did the song that we just heard, I wanted to say thank you to him for the awesome Rosenquant baby song surprise of last week. I need to reach out to him personally and tell him, but if he's listening, thank you, Trap Dog. That was awesome. Wait, can I ask Daniel a question? Sure. Hey, Daniel, since the baby has been born. Has some of the stuff about Allison, like, has she relaxed about some stuff? Hold on, hold on. I'm trying to ask respectfully, but like, I noticed that because I had this vision, and Jenna, join me if you had the same vision, that when your son was born, that Allison was going to develop just a tiny bit of like, fuck it. Like, oh, the dog's talking during the podcast. Fuck it. Or like, I, this, we can't get this guest to come on who gives a shit. Like, has that started to happen at all? Well, thanks for leading me into this minefield, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, pardon me if I tiptoe very slowly. Uh, I would say that it's too soon to tell. Thank you. That is, that's what I was thinking as well, because I haven't even really been booking people or anything like that. I think that right now, Allison is still going through uh, the postpartum um, processing of everything that happened. You know, there's like... We haven't really reached that point where she can sort of like say, okay, now it's status quo. It's like the 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 milk thing and the um, getting used to taking care of the baby and finding a rhythm with that, you know, and the lack of sleep. It just, it feels like we haven't hit any kind of routine. Right. So. Right. I have been like showering. Fuck it. What does that mean? Like, I'm not showering as much. Oh, oh, fuck showering. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Actually, that's not true. I still am showering. But I'm like, things like, you know what? Daniel's answering. Things like making myself presentable. <laughs> <laughs> you, what you just said was, Daniel's answering, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, so I guess I am doing it a little bit. Sorry, Daniel. Go ahead. It's all right. See, Daniel. Um, 
No, I think that uh, so far I haven't noticed any personality change. But, <laughs> but we, I think that what you're talking about would set in a little bit later. Okay. If we have it. <laughs> if it comes. If we have what? The personality The personality change. shift. I th- I think I will care less about some things, but I'll probably care more about other baby-related things. I just think that the core thing of you, like, um, oh, never mind. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> no, I, I, <laughs> just leading myself right back into that field I oh, cleared. Oh, come on. Um, no, we're just talk- I we're think talking the about thing some of you, sort of perfectionism, the, the right? The part of you that... Uh, that feels a lot of anxiety over decisions and about, uh, you know, when things start to, let's just say all the things that cause you anxiety, mm-hmm. those things are not going to stop causing you anxiety just because the baby's here. It's just, it's just that the things themselves may shift. So it may not be these things. It'll be these other things. Right. But, but you're not, the core of who you are isn't going to change. The core of how you process uh, thing. Oh, like, hold on a second. I've got the baby. Maybe he wants to say something into the mic. She's my snuggleberries. He's cooing. It's so cute. It's so cute. I know. <laughs> Jenna, did you feel like your core changed? Hmm. No. I always feel like it's better if Al answers a question like that because I don't <laughs> think I've changed, but it's possible that I have. You know. <laughs> Uh, I had a lot of anxiety. So that was actually, well, no, I have anxiety. You have anxiety, but this was a different level. This was like a new level for me because I felt like it was life or death. And that was really hard for me to get over. And I'm still not quite over it. There are days when I wake up in the night, think about all the ways that Samantha could get hurt, Mm. think about all the bad things that could happen to her, and then I have to tell myself, hey, Look in the baby monitor. She's totally safe right now. You're good. For this moment in time, everything's good. And in fact, I was telling Al, like right now I actually feel really calm because Sam is older and she's sleeping so well and she's growing and she's learning and she's doing all these cool things. And I feel like we're just like the safe little family. But I'm already thinking down the road, like when she's 18 and goes to college, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be able to control her choices anymore. Just not get that a I better can control monitor them when I'm 14 or 15, you know. But <laughs> right. like, oh, what if I'm you continue thinking, to have baby monitors when they're like oh, teenagers? Oh, I'm into it. I'm like, we're we're. I am obsessed. I'll still be able to track her. <laughs> like, like you just go into the classroom and set up a baby monitor in the corner. Like, <laughs> I, it's gotten to. I I totally depend on the baby monitor, but. I, um, I'm already thinking down the road. So my anxiety level changed, but in a very, it, it's weird. It's, it's a, it's weird. I think all, I think maybe the thing that you're talking about, Greg, would come with the second child. So it's more like you have something to gauge it against, right? right? Cause right. I mean, right now this is our first kid. Uh, there's anxiety just cause we don't know. Like he hasn't pooped in 24 hours. So is is he ever going to poop again? <laughs> I, don't I don't know. I don't know. I'd be rad if he never pooped again. <laughs> if, if he's had a baby that never pooped. Listen, kid, if you can get away with it, it's, that's a great way to go. <laughs> oh, no. There's poop and it's a coming. Yeah, it's coming. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it, I'm actually less anxious about the no poop than Daniel. But is. I'm just saying like the, those things. that it. Right. Well, so there are other things that you worry about. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm just saying like everything is new. We mm-hmm. don't know what normal is. Totally. So 
there's that. But then the second baby comes, and the sense I get it, and I, we we know, and that's when you start shrugging things off. So I think that's true. Yeah, but yeah. I think what Greg was asking about is my being overly concerned with stuff that doesn't matter that much. It, I don't know. Yes? I wasn't. I didn't okay. say it doesn't matter. Matters, but might only matter to you. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, and I think that that stuff of which I can't even think of an example right well, now. Well, like I've never sat at this table and been like, oh my God, the dog is barking. The podcast is fucked up. But it's not my baby. It's right. your baby. The podcast is your baby or whatever. That would be an example of something that in my brain, I would go, this is not that big of a deal, but it's a big deal to you, obviously. And that's the kind of thing that you go, oh, maybe when someone has a baby and the baby's crying, they're like, fuck, who cares about the dog or whatever. Right. You know? I guess, I guess to answer your question, yes, I strive for excellence less now. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. I know. I know. All right. Um, okay. B. Slammon says, when I open a bottled carbonated beverage, I blow into the mouth of it to get rid of the carbonated mist. I don't do that, but nope. that's smart because I don't like when you get that mouthful of carbon dioxide. Oh, I, never, yeah, never yeah, done I it. Know. Never heard you. of it. Yeah. I just I, sniff it up. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't that make you kind of like... Oh, yeah, it makes me cough. Cough, yeah. yeah. It's part I of like, the enjoyment. I like it. The I burn. I feel like that's very acute with a Sprite. Mm-hmm. Yes. Certain beverages, I almost called them bevies. I'm so glad I didn't, you guys. <laughs> Certain bevs are a little more ugh, carbonated. I should have just stuck with the whole word. Mm. I'm sorry, you guys. It's fine. B. also says, I eat oranges by peeling the skin off of the slices, leaving just the juicy pulp. I have to read that again because my brain still thinks I'm pregnant and can't process. I eat oranges, or as my dad would say, oranges, by peeling the skin off of the slices. Not the peel. Leaving but the, just the juicy pulp. So the actual the skin around skin the, around skin the, around the, s- the, the wedge. Yeah. The yeah. Wedge. Oh. That's a lot of work. Yeah. So like she makes orange wedges and then peels the skin off. So you're just eating the inside. It's like when people cut oh, okay. grapefruit in half and then they scoop out just yeah. the pulp. With that yeah. tiny little spoon. Yeah. With so the serrated Oh, edge. the pulp being like the flesh of the fruit. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. For some reason, pulp made me think of the white part. That's the pith. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yes. I do this with grapefruit, but I've never done it with oranges because the skin's not that mealy it's not uh, i hate it i won't eat an yeah. orange because of the skin I've, I'm, I, I'm not a big orange fan i can't either. stand it you so won't, you you don't eat oranges i don't the skin and the pasture i've never seen you eat an orange because i don't like them oh have you ever eaten one in al's presence never it's oh, weird it makes me gag the skin oh, we do more like strawberries raspberries blueberries yeah. That's like more our style. How do you like, but just in the course of being alive, you in- inevitably eat some oranges. Well, Only I had when some as a young school. person. Yeah, yeah, like the little clementines. <laughs> yeah. Do you like but the flavor? And you just I don't like, like the, the flavor. It's yeah. just biting into that skin. It makes me gag. I hate huh. it. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't listened to this since you left. so long. Okay. Yeah. What do you like? Let's just listen for a second. Wiggle, 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 wiggle. <laughs> <laughs> 
goes on. Yeah. This is the breakdown. Oh, what fruits do you like? Do you like? This is your brother? Mm-hmm. What fruits I like the lemons and the pears. Oh, lemons. But that's your voice right there doing the big lemons, right? In, I'm just a background vocal. My oh, sister's the lead. Sister. She is? We you're sound gonna, exactly the same. You're going to have to teach us the choreography on this one day. <laughs> Where is the video of this? It's in a very secure in a, location. In a vault. It's in but the vault. Why the will you not vault. release it? I, I don't know. We don't technically own the content. <laughs> so I, would, I don't know. Yeah. But you could let us watch it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we just selfishly want to view it. <laughs> Sunlit Cactus says, just mirror everyone, pretty much always feel insecure when saying etc. Instead of like etc. or etc. No. There was no no extra info in this one. That's all she says. And I'm also wondering that. I would imagine it's that. not being sure of how it's pronounced. Yeah. It's etc. right? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But everyone says etc. Well, everyone's wrong. You know what yeah, I yeah. have had to find a workaround for? When I refer to going to a, an appointment at the doctor, is it doctor's appointment or doctor appointment? Oh, I know. Ooh, when I I'm know. At, when is I'm it like, an apostrophe or not? Because now I just say doc appointment. It's always on text for some reason. Or like, I have to go to the OB. Well, I know. <laughs> I, I, I feel the same way. And it's like, it's not the doctor's appointment. Although, I guess it kind of is. I think you say I have a doctor's appointment. But I guess the appointment does belong to the doctor and also you. I, I, th- I think just for like social etiquette or whatever, it's doctor's appointment. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I say. Yeah, I made a doctor's appointment because with it's the doctor's appointment. Yeah, yeah, Apost- with the yes. apostrophe. Yeah, I, it's like I know that my ear knows that, yeah. but it just looks wrong. So now I just refuse to say anything like it. You should probably, if you want to be correct, say I made an appointment with the doctor, but that just takes too much time. It does. Yeah, no one has that. Yeah, kind that's of what happens when you learn a second language. You don't know how to say it, so you just speak around it. Yeah, like, exactly. I made a visit with a physician yeah. for Tuesday. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, do you guys have this et cetera thing? No. 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 no don't have it. Sorry. I don't think I say et cetera that I often. I always feel now. like I'm in the king and I. Et cetera. Yes. Et cetera. That's what I was thinking of. Like, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking that too. Um, Lisa Loves JMO says, I have a strong urge to pick up elderly people who are waiting at the bus stop and taxi them around. That's so oh, sweet. No. That I haven't had that yet. Like incredibly stressful. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, Kara Becca says, watching TV shows on Netflix and shocked when someone answers a house phone. How old is this show? It depends. Sometimes if people are using technology that does look really outdated, then it is a reminder that it's a really old thing you're watching. I think like 40% of American households still have a landline. I still have a landline. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's actually that uncommon. I've said this before, but the number one selling item in Walmart's electronics department uh, last year was the landline phone. Was it really? Yeah. Oh. I think most people still have crazy. one. Yeah, we had one for a while. Yeah, my folks my still have, have one, one, I think. Yeah. 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 So maybe you just live on the coast or whatever and you need to like check out the rest of America. Does that mean? What bothers me more <laughs> is watching people on TV talk on a cell phone and then when the other person hangs up on the person, like when they cut back to the person on the cell phone, there's a dial tone. <laughs> and yes. I go like, there's no dial tone. That doesn't yeah. make sense. 
Yeah. When was the last that time you heard more. a busy signal? Uh, it's been mm-hmm. a long time. It's been like a week. Do you know what bothers me when people on their cell phones <laughs> dial one before the area code? Why does that bother you? Oh yeah, because you don't need to do it. it. Feels why? Why? It's yeah, and I'm always just like, to. and I, I do that. I oh my god, at, I'm that. I'm your mom. No, I you look through people's to. phones all the time, and I'm like, why does my number say one three one zero? Just you don't. One is dead. Yep. You don't even have to do it on like eight hundred numbers. Yeah, just eight hundred or eight six six. Yeah. Or you haven't had to dial yeah. one on a cell phone. I don't think ever. Dial one every ever, single yeah. time. Yeah, that's the tyranny of having grown up with a landline. Is because when you would dial a number and not dial one, you would get the stern lecture from the person. Right. Please dial the number. It's like, oh, take it easy. Right, but you don't have to do it. I think you only have to do it on landlines, right? I kind of like... Yeah, landlines you have to. Yeah, Yeah, but I kind of like seeing landlines or the old technology on TV shows because it reminds me that like, even though I was... I was in high school when I got my first cell phone, so like, I mean... But I still remember life without cell phones. I still remember going on road trips and using a map. Like, I still have met those memories, so I kind of like it. It feels a little like, oh, remember that? before when life was less complicated that was half the appeal of stranger things was just seeing all the 80s technology yeah you know what i was trying to remember today and i don't know why i was trying to remember it who here has seen mad men this is going nowhere I have. by the way yes. i've seen wait the tv show yeah. Mad Men. i've seen most of it yes yes <laughs> five seasons or something i've seen it have you not seen never it? seen it it was never greg that hasn't seen it, I've seen it. i haven't seen it either my God, you guys, it's good. I'm, I'm sure it's good. I just uh, <laughs> me thought, out. Like, yeah, no, I know, I know. It's hard for me to get into. Don't it. make me want to. Yeah. I don't want to. <laughs> I think it was this conversation I was recalling, even though we hadn't had it yet. We'd had some version of it. Mm. What are what's everyone's show like that? That show where you know it's really, the really wire. good, and you yeah, the wire, but it's you're just like, uh, yeah. I can't do it. The wire is so oh, good. So yeah. many. It's so great. So good. So great. Should watch the wire. What's it for you, Jenna? I feel like there's a million of them that I haven't yeah. seen. I've never I, seen like Breaking Bad. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> oh, Breaking Bad, we oh. finally watched and it broke yeah. my soul. Okay. Is that in a good <laughs> way or weeks, bad way? Both. I thought, I've never watched a TV show that's made me feel this way, but I'm broken. It yeah. was, it was crazy. He break, it was a lot for me. Spoiler alert, he breaks bad. Unbelievable. <sighs> Real bad. Yeah. yeah. How about you, Jeff? I can't think of a show though, but there's, I know there are. I finally yeah. watched Downton Abbey. I felt like that was a chore that I, I had to get through. I couldn't get through. I, I was enough. into it for a couple of se- one or two, the first and then I fell off. All you need yeah. To yeah. Watch. you have to really pay attention to that show. Like every episode, you can't. You have to be watching it. I yeah. need like a great show that I can also be on Twitter while. Yeah, I watch. that is not the show for that. <laughs> That's Gilmore Girls for me. <laughs> I've seen it so many times. I'm like, yeah, I know. It. I've heard this. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, The Wire is my show that I know I should watch, but I don't know that I ever will. What's yours, Jeff? Sons of Anarchy. I haven't seen. Okay. I was That's say one. That one. Yeah. yeah. Um, Game of Thrones. Oh yeah. I watched like. The beginning of the first episode, it was just too much gore. I couldn't take it. But. Yes, that's why I stopped watching. I made it, I stayed longer than that, but at a certain point I had to Gets check out. Brutal. But I know it's really good. Yeah. Just I, awful. I don't like Middle Earth shit. Like anything that's like Middle Earthy. Oh, yeah, it's really not Middle Earth. Even if it's not Middle Earth, but like if they speak in a British accent and they're like, yes. Thou art thy yes. battle cry, declareth. I, I just have like, to say, I don't give a shit about it. It feels that. really good Fizz to have nice. you two, Greg and Alan, back in the same room. Are you traveling to the Gray Wizard? <laughs> I don't know. What does he have? He's got rings. Okay, let's go. Yeah, okay. I don't care about any of that stuff. I like normal people talking about regular stuff. Yeah. <laughs> 
kind of my Then fetish. you might like Mad Men. Yeah, I mean, you know what? <laughs> but it's want, in the past. Do you want to hear a horrible, weird thing to say? Sure. Sometimes I get mad at a TV show or movie when I feel like it's proud of its own production design. Oh my yes. Gosh. Yeah. Yes. You know what I mean? Mm. Sometimes I feel is like- Is that Mad Men for you? Yeah. For me, it's just like, look, the phone is correct. <laughs> and I'm always just like, fuck you. Like, sometimes like, you know what I mean? Like, I like- yeah. I sometimes like if a sh- if it feels like it's proud of its own production design, like I I I check out. Well, that was hard for me. And then also one time, this was years ago when the show was in the first few seasons, and I met one of the actors, but I had never seen the show, didn't know he was on the show, and he and everyone was kind of like making a big deal that he was around and like acting like, mm. "Whoa, this guy's so cool." And he finally like had to tell me like Oh, I'm on the show Mad Men. And I was like, never seen it. And it, I, it, it, like, he didn't respect me after that. Like, it was like, well, I don't need to talk to you anymore. Like, it was very, it just turned me off to the show for a long time. So I didn't watch it till like two years ago. Okay. I'm like, you have to tell me who that was off air. (laughs) I don't even know if I can make it through the rest of the show without finding out. Jan, oh, January. It's like a Mad Men reference. Mm. Says, check the inside of shoes for spiders every time before putting them on. No, that's smart, though, but I don't I do. do. No. You do? Well, I used to do it with my shoes all the time when I lived in Arizona. Now, if I am putting my feet into slippers that I haven't worn in a while, I'll do it. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. Because in, in, we used to, I used to spend a lot of time in a house where, it was uh, very close to the desert and not a lot of, um, you know, there'd be space under the doors and stuff. And so you would get scorpions and things hiding in your shoes. I feel like, yes, mm-hmm. Utah, you got to check your shoes. You so check I grew them. up checking my shoes. I have to say in 30 years or whatever, going to Baja, people always said, if you leave your shoes outside the tent, shake them out of the morning because there'll be scorpions in them. And I was like, that's bullshit. And four years ago, I woke up in a tent and my buddy shook his shoe out and a scorpion came out of it. And so, at least when I'm outdoors, I do that. But in like Venice or whatever, right? Like, yeah, we don't get spiders that are that scary. What are they going to do? Yeah, they're way more afraid of your foot than. They probably don't think about it actually. They're more afraid of your foot. Your foot, not your foot. Spiders are definitely the other day. Definitely more afraid of your foot than your foot is afraid of the spider. Yeah, for sure. But they don't. I'm just saying. I don't think they think about it. Yeah. Right. They don't get together and <laughs> they have the they they make horror movies about feet. <laughs> like the the big toe cometh. <laughs> Megan says, I tried to use the shorter form of the phrase per the usual uh via text, but have no idea how to spell it. Per the use and then there's a bunch of different potential spellings like U-S-H, U-S-C-H, Y-O-O-J-S-C-H. I've given up trying. Also, Y-O-O-S-H. How would you spell it? I don't think... I think Early I would... use? Yeah. You can't do it in text. No. I'd probably... If I felt the need to say use, I would probably do Y-O-O-S-Z. You know, I'd do something silly because it's a silly thing to say. I've seen people write U-N... G G H or something. I used to see that a lot, and I was like, well, I don't know what that U-N-G-G-H? is. U N G G H, something like that. I it's think. Un- <laughs> no, I think what it is is, <gasps> I think because that in context that would make sense. That like no, sharp intake of U N G or U G H is usually like. Ung. You mean like U G H, like UG? Yeah. Sure, but, yeah, but there's some sort of like UNG. 
There it is. <laughs> yeah, it's all caps. U N. I swear, I, I realize they're trying to spell. <gasps> Jenna, does Al out. ever text you? Huge. Is that a thing you would say? Al texts a lot. Huge. Per the huge. <laughs> yeah. Usually. I guess. You know what bothers I don't do funky stuff in text as often because no. autocorrect is so stinking annoying. I just yeah. go like, uh, well, type but it also correctly. autocorrect makes it so if it's a long word, you don't have to worry about the shortening of it. You can just spell it. Also, yeah. all my autocorrect is changed on my phone. So if you type duck on my phone, it writes fuck. I have I tried changed, so I hard. changed all of them, yeah. Did, what did you do? Did you go There's in? There's a setting. Al, oh, you yeah. know about this. Yeah, There's I was going to say, I go in and just like create my own shortcuts. Yeah, so I if tried I do, like t- If I type S-U-P-P, it just finishes support for me since I use that word of a lot. Of course, Al's is like yeah. all organization based. <laughs> right, like, yeah, yours like, is like fuck or like <laughs> douchebag or whatever. And his is like organization. And <laughs> sucks. Mine's like I type B and it's just butthole. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys find this thing, though, where you, you'll see these abbreviations now and you're just like trying to figure out what the fuck it is and you have to go on Urban Dictionary five times a day? Yes. I just did that yesterday with my sister. I, I sweated it out and then I just had to write it back and say, and then, what, th- what does that mean? And is then it- it's some fucking thing you've never... It's like a very, very uncommon phrase that they've yes. made yes. into a thing. It's I like, had one today. What was yeah. it? AFK. Okay, what, can we figure out what this so is? So here's AFK. the context. I reached All fucking out, I, knowing? I reached out to him, but he's AFK. He's absolutely. Wait, what? He's AFK. AFK. So I said, I said, I, I sent something and said, can you, can you reach out to this person? And he said, yeah, I did, but he's AFK. At absent from for now. Work. Once no, I tell you, you're going to hate no. this. What is it? Tell us. It's away from keyboard. Fuck you. Oh. Fuck yes. You. I know. I know. I was like away from like away from computer. You know what that is? That's that's like that's hackers like sh- and people who cut yeah. of yeah. A well, catchphrase. It's IT speak. It's from IT. an IT oh. perspective it makes sense. But that's right. crazy. But, but that's a double dip. So that's all your much. listeners on Reddit are like <laughs> it's a double it's so dip. easy. That'd be so, like saying PTU and it'd be like what's that? Per the huge. Per the huge. Yeah, absolutely. Do you guys say do you get emails that say OOT or OOO? Oh, 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 yes. out of the yeah. office. Out of office. Yeah. Out of yeah. office. Do you get LW? Left work? No, left word. LW, left word. L, uh, like LW for you. Well, that's like assistant Wait, what's stuff, LW? Though. It means oh, left, left word. word for you. Oh, I see no, OOO I all the time. Yeah, oh, Steve's oh, OOO all the time. Yeah. From your assistant? But <laughs> No, sometimes from my assistant, yeah. Depends. Oh, wait, you have an assistant? I do, yeah. <laughs> I do, yeah, you guys. We should, get we should her call on. her and say, we hey, should, it's One Allison of these days when Greg's not on, we should have we her We should get on. her on, yeah. <laughs> it's Allison for Greg. Do you have him? I don't have him. Can we return? If I wanted to reach your assistant, who would I call? What's so funny, actually, speaking of my assistant, because <laughs> the phone rings in my office when it rings at her desk. I didn't know that. So for like the first 35 calls... <laughs> I got when I was so excited for her to answer my phone. I'd be like, "What's going on?" <laughs> and then they would be like, "You said your sister was going to answer," and I'd be like, "Shit, call right back." <laughs> that happens so many times. Did she IM you? Like, is that yeah, how you communicate? She like you like, hey, so and so from this thing is it? Do you want to take the call? And I'm like, I no, of course I want to take the call. Um, yeah, that, but it's real. So wait, that's how when they come back and they're like, I'm sorry, he's in a meeting right now. And you're like, bullshit. He's just not taking my call. No, usually that means you told them in advance to lie. I think. Yeah, this is what I want to know. When people don't take your call, how does it There's a lot of reasons why a person might not get on the call with you. There's one excuse you'll get, 
from the assistant, which is they're either or two, I don't have they're right not now. available or they're in a meeting. It, it's because you don't want the fucking truth. The truth is they don't want to talk to you, or maybe that is the truth, but you'll never know because they'll just say you're they're unavailable or they're in a meeting. He just got on a conference call. Yeah, and it's. I thought I had him, but yeah, he just he got just on got on a car. He's in. He's rolling calls. He's in the car. <laughs> right, like that's supposed to soothe the pain a little bit. It's like, oh, I was so close. Right? <laughs> I know <laughs> that doesn't hurt so oh, much. I almost had him. Try yeah. him again. Yeah, I will say there's one person. Um, my manager's assistant is always like, "Hi, Allison," and she's so. And I'm sure she gives that response to everyone. I'm sure, she calls everyone else. I'm sure she's says hi, whoever. <laughs> but. It weirdly goes a long way to make me feel like, oh, I don't know. It makes well, me smile. Yeah, I, I, that my attitude towards that is you can't afford to be cynical about it. So you might as well assume that she's being genuine. Like, what good does it do you to to think that she does that to everybody and she doesn't give a there shit? There are definitely well, assistants who don't. That's actually, I think, I would argue, cynicism aside, that's the right way to approach it. Yeah. Be, be, just be like, that person is being kind. Because, like, yeah. she could choose to or be the other way. And how fucking shitty would that be, calling your, your uh, manager and then having me be uh, Allison Ro- Rosen? How do you spell that? You know, and it's like... <laughs> right. No. That's a person taking the time to get to know your names. Right. I would, I would... I would disregard cynicism in that context too. Yes, I'm just saying. I suspect she has a sunny disposition and, and is friendly. Mm, she's I don't probably, think that's cynical. That's to a think terrible that. idea. <laughs> yeah. So wait, your 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 take is that her being having a sunny disposition and being friendly is that, makes me feel good. It's a game. It's a game. Right. Um, um, Form I'm, not manipulation. Falling, I'm not falling for it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay, Mister Boinkity says, "I don't know the difference between." sherbet well actually i'm just gonna that word s-h-e-r-b-e-t and sorbet and also i pronounce sherbet or sherbert like sherbert like sherbert i pronounce it sherbert too my boss always my my boss always it's not sherbert it's spelled sherbet right yeah i i would avoid the word i thought it was spelled s-h-e-r-b-e-r-t nope me too there's no second there's no second r nope it's b-e-t but there is no difference between sorbet and sherbert I think there is. To Two, me, $2. sorbet <laughs> does not have dairy in it. Does sherbet? I don't think well, any of them. I don't think so. I think it's just. Yeah. Uh, I think they might be the same. Oh, really? Um, How do you guys all pronounce it, though? Isn't there sherbet ice cream? Sherbet. That's kind you of orange. You say sherbet. I think I say sherbet and sherbet. But Al, I think you're I right. I think there it. is sherbet. There's a sherbet ice cream, ice cream that's kind that's of orangey. Like, that like they took sherbet and like put cream in it. Yeah. According to Wikipedia, it's spelled both ways. Oh, really? Sherbet and Sherbert. Interesting. Sherbert. I've always pronounced it Sherbert, and then I remember in college, my friend said Sherbet, and I thought, is that how we're supposed to say it? Sherbert, according to the internet, it contains both fruit juice and some milk fat. Milk. Mm. So there is dairy in it. And sorbet and Sherbert are the same thing. No, sorbet does not have. Sorbet is just fruit-based. Right. Do you guys remember, this is probably showing my age, a product called ice milk oh, that yeah. was that like light ice familiar. cream? Ugh. This was back in the days of carob. I mean, yeah. it wasn't carob, Ugh, but I just carob. remember that from my, from my childhood, yeah. ice milk. Yeah. I, what? I don't remember what it tasted like, though. It was terrible. It was like ice cream if it was not good and just <laughs> icy and... Yeah, it's like, you know like what it's sweet, like? icy. What was that bad ice cream that I bought at Whole Foods? Oh, oh, Arctic Zero. Yeah, so it, oh. was, it was like a <laughs> more so icy version oh, of that. Bad. Like there was just an icy wateriness to it. Like it's just not yes. creamy in any way whatsoever. This is ringing a bell. Ugh. 
Um, okay. And lastly, Raquel says, amazed at how quickly my legs can close to catch a piece of food I have dropped. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this reminds me of a good Greg story that has not been shared on the podcast. Do you know at all where I'm going with this? Was it about the time I caught that food with my legs? No, no. It involves salami <laughs> and you passing out on the couch. What? And he doesn't you woke even up remember to this. find something on your chest. Oh, no. A raccoon? I told you Close. the story? <laughs> yeah. You had passed out with, and you were eating salami, and the salami was on your chest, and you woke up and... Boner there? sandwich. <laughs> Is there cheese on my chest or something? <laughs> no, ants. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that did happen. I swear to God, my brain doesn't work that well anymore because it has too much stuff in it. But yeah, I found ants crawling all over my body. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> That happened to my little brother once when he was like five. He threw up in his bed and then just went back to sleep. And when he when we went to get him in the morning, he just had ants everywhere. Oh my god! So horrible. Did he get bites and stuff? Was I don't think so. But it was. They're too busy eating the bar. It was (laughs) disgusting. But he wasn't thirty seven at the time. (laughs) (laughs) No, he was like five. Yeah. But also, you weren't thirty seven at the time. Yeah, I might have been older than thirty seven. Actually, it wasn't that long ago. If someone had said to me, do you think ants enjoy vomit and also salami? (laughs) I wouldn't have known. I mean, how could you know? They're not a finicky lot, those things. (laughs) Yeah. If you leave something out, they'll eat it. (laughs) Well, so what did you do? Did you jump in the shower immediately? No. Did you slap your body? There's probably a very sad way to tell this story. I'm assuming the salami got eaten. What? Um, yeah, probably. But I think what happened is I woke up and went, where am I on the couch? And then I... <laughs> it's sad. And then I went into the... Probably into the kitchen and like washed myself off and then I got into bed. <laughs> Good, closer. Good closer. Sorry. There was a Good wild closer. Good fla- closer. Wild flailing and <laughs> yeah, I would, dousing I would yourself in out. gasoline. <laughs> it's a good closer. <laughs> Thanks for coming out. Second show's different. <laughs> Well, I have a dog to talk about. You are a dog. Poop on your bed. You are a dog. Poop on your bed. A doggy dog. Poop on your bed. Dog, 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 dog. Poop on your bed. Dog, 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 dog. Poop on your bed. That's what you are. Poop on your bed. You are a pooch. An ugly mutt. You come inside. You come inside. With poop on your butt. With poop on your butt. Dog, 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 dog. Dog, 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 dog. That's what you are. That's what you are. This comes to us from the Friends of the Animals in Baton Rouge. Um, Roxy might be the spottiest dog you'll ever see. She's a beautiful black and white 50-pound athletic girl. Friends of the Animals Baton Rouge's best guess is that Roxy is a lab hound mix. Roxy has a great energy level and would be a nice match for someone with an active lifestyle. Someone who is looking for a great walking or running partner couldn't do better than Roxy. She likes people and is eager to please. At approximately two years old, Roxy is a perfect age for finding her forever family. Um, and then for ease on the podcast, there's a tiny URL for listeners to learn more about Roxy. So go to tinyurl.com. That's T-I-N-Y-U-R-L.com slash adopt Roxy, R-O-X-I-E. So again, tinyurl.com slash adopt Roxy. And that's where you can find out more about Roxy. And I am looking at a picture of her right here. And she is super duper cute. Look how cute she is, you guys. Aww. Don't you want to adopt her? Oh, yes. I know. She's super cute. 
So there you go. Um, thank you so much for being on the show, everyone. Greg, it was super fun to have you back. Thank you You'll for having me. have to back me. more often. I'll talk to your assistant. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah. My dad once ate my sister's biscuit on her period. <laughs> oh, God, that's so good. Saving that for you. Thank you, Jeff. I genuinely, from my heart, I appreciate that. And listeners, thank you for listening. Um, and I love you guys. And thank you so much for the support and for the nice stuff that you guys have sent us. Um, we've been using all of it. And, uh, and Elliot loves it. And so do we. And you guys are just the best. Follow me on Twitter at Allison Rosen. Follow the show's Twitter feed at A-R-I-Y-M-B-F. Jeff, where should we go for you? You can find me on Facebook and Twitter at Colonel Jeff Fox. Daniel? I'm at Daniel Quants, Twitter and Instagram. D Quants on the snappy. Oh, God. 227 is the place to be <laughs> with Marla Gibbs and her family. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, Alan? I am at the hashtag Al. Hashtag spelled out everywhere. That's right. Jenna? Uh, you can find me at Jenna Kim Jones, Twitter, Instagram, my website. Check out my podcast, our podcast, Sorry Not Sorry with Jenna Kim Jones, and also the hashtag Al. It's available where podcasts are found. Thanks. La, 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 <laughs> la, la, la. <laughs> and Greg, where should we go for you? At Dong Attack. All right. Thank you for listening, you guys. I love you. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen Show? 